0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. I am your host, Last Name Good. I'd like to welcome you guys to another episode. This is going to be a very quick episode. Why? Because we have an event going on tonight at the music room. It doesn't matter by the time you hear this, it would have passed. But um, I'm moving fast. I'm moving very fast right now. So there's a lot of things that I got to get to, and I got to get to them in a very short period of time. So I do apologize early on. But like I said, the show must go on. We cannot skip weeks uh, at a time. I told you guys earlier that we're trying to keep everything going. So before we get into anything, Happy New Year. It's 2018. Um, Make all your resolutions, all of that good stuff, man. But most importantly, just make sure that you uh, continue to do what you said that you were going to do, regardless of whatever that resolution is, um, whatever plan that you had in place, just kind of like see it through. Really, that's all 2018. And really every year should be about. It's just like really seeing through all of those things that you want to do. So look, today's episode is brought to you by uh, legal equalizer app so look go right now if you want to really be a supporter of this podcast it, these are the two things that you got to do number one go and download legal equalizer app right now in your um, iphone or android device uh, it's in the google play store it's in the apple app store And really quick, what uh, Legal Equalizer app is, I do have it on my phone. I've encouraged plenty of people to go and get it. Um, When I was home for Christmas, I was telling all my cousins, my younger cousins, man, make sure they have the Legal Equalizer app on their phone. And and they did. They went and downloaded it. But it's really about knowing your laws, knowing your rights, no matter where you are in the world, Uh, being able to record conversations um, and and record audio and visual uh, conversations, encounters with the police. Uh, Also, you can text alert to family members when you're being pulled over, they'll know your geographical location. Uh, and they'll know the reason why you're being pulled over all of that good stuff. And also, uh, you can call a lawyer right on the spot. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you need a lawyer present, it's a one button push, push them. You can, um, and put those lawyer names in there for you, whatever you need, but you press that button, it'll call your lawyer um immediately and give them your location as well. So uh you guys should definitely go ahead and download the legal equalizer app. Uh just search legal equalizer app in your Google Play Store or in your Apple app store as well so uh this week's podcast is also brought to you by the good folks over at mass music llc they're having the epic party music uh show over at the music room january 17th that's coming up very soon look uh right now being a listen to this podcast you guys just need to know go ahead and go there now it's gonna be a dope event it's hosted by uh um, princess cut so you already know it's gonna be super dope i uh, got some cool artists on the bill including our homie jack Press. um we also got mass is gonna be there lucky left Sean smooth dj kansas city cash marble mansion dj heartbeat break excuse me dj one nate it's going down like i said january 17th at the music room doors are opening up at 9 p.m if you go ahead now and get your tickets online i'll have the link in our show notes but if you go and click that link the tickets are only 10 bucks right now it's gonna go up at the door guarantee it's gonna go up at the door so go ahead and copy tickets early and you're also showing support of the straight out the damn podcast when you do so so um we're going to start this podcast here. It's very simple. You guys know that we've been kicking these things off by asking people you know what questions and concerns that you may have uh, in this indie music grind right and and that's our focus if you've listened to this for the first time you don't really know our focus is to help indie artists point blank period that is what this is about uh, we're providing that guidance for indie um artists on the early you know early stages of their career so things that they m- may think they know and they don't know or things that they are uncertain by about uh, you know that's why we're here right and so you can send those questions text messages uh voicemails to Two eight seven six once again that's four o four nine hundred two eight seven six, and so one of the questions that we got uh was from someone that actually asked a question before, but it was such a dope question that I felt it was only right to um bring it up for a topic. And so he texts me, show topic, how do indie artists get paid from everything they have uploaded on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. Uh, and that's from Sandlot Music Group. Uh, shout out to Glenn Turner. So uh, I thought that was great, a great question. I think it's something that every artist, whether you're an indie artist or not, you can be a major artist and you know some major artists may not know this information, but I think any artist that's in any field, uh, whether you're doing um, audio you know, recording, uh, to if you're, you know, you're a singer, rapper, whatever, if you're considering yourself an indie artist and you've put your music on these, um, different places, these digital platforms, you should know how to get paid from them. So, uh, I would say number one is figure out where you want your music to go. And now I personally think at this day and time, you should be trying to build something, uh, to get those, that data directly to you. Now, I just want you to know, and we've had a podcast where we kind of went into this a little more detail, uh, but I'll tell you, if you put your music on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, um, all of those platforms, the one thing that I can guarantee you is that you'll never know the exact person that stream, you know, or listen to your music you won't know that information. Now, you might know a geographical location. You might even uh, be able to break down uh, to the T to the city, but you won't know the person or anything like that, um exactly who listened to it. And so that's why I say really try to get into the focus of building your own platform. Now, that's easier said than done. You might need a tech guy. Um, You might just have to have some basic knowledge of things. Uh, but I would start there first. And I know this is kind of for most people going to be in the back of their head and it's not immediate and it's not something that you're going to be able to do right now. So I just only threw that out there so you can kind of have that in your head to know that that should be the goal. You should be able to build something uh, so you can collect that data. So like something as simple as creating a store, an online store, and you're selling your album digitally. Um, it may not be for streaming purposes, but just to sell the, the the digital copy of your album. At least at that point, you're getting all of that information for the people that Uh, actually bought into your music. Now, you also can build a platform to have something streaming where you know the people that came to the site, but that's a little more detail and it takes a little more involved work. And so, like I say, you'll need a tech guy to do that. But back to the question specifically, like I said, I just wanted to put that footnote out there just for people to understand. And and I do want you guys to know, just look, my daughter's doing very well. Uh, If you hear her cry, that's fine. I record my podcast at my home in my studio. Uh, However, right now, because it is ice cold back here I don't have the doors uh completely closed so I gotta have heat flowing here these are all personal problems that you guys really probably don't even care about but I'm just letting you know if you hear a little baby crying that's my daughter no worries this is just this is what we're doing right now right so like I said back to the question how do indie artists get paid from everything they have uploaded on YouTube SoundCloud iTunes Spotify etc so for me, and I'm I'm only giving you the information that I have, right, that I personally use. I use DistroKid to upload my music. Now, of course, you don't have to use DistroKid. Um, If you do choose to use DistroKid, I'm gonna put my affiliate link in the show notes, so you can click on and sign up. That's just me personally. Uh, They're not paying me for this advertisement or anything like that, but I'm telling you guys what I personally use. Now, there's also uh, companies like uh, TuneCore, CD Baby, that you can use, and they'll do the same thing, but I personally use DistroKid. So, I'm going to reference this by saying DistroKid, but you can also include whatever uh, digital distributor that you use in in place of DistroKid. All right, so for me, when I I, I use DistroKid to upload all of my music, um, except for SoundCloud, SoundCloud and Bandcamp, I I do those myself. Uh, but DistroKid will will put your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, title, any and uh, a a list of other Amazon, uh, Google Play, like any you can think about digital music being, uh, you can do this through DistroKid and like I say, any other digital music platform, right? Uh, so. This is what I do. And the reason why I would suggest that you get involved, if you're going to go this route, get involved with a digital uh, distributor is because two things. Number one, you'll be able to put your music in these places. But number two, you also get uh, these things that are called uh, IRSC codes. And now it used to be where you can go and you can purchase these online and get them. But I would say if you go through these digital distributors, you get that information included. And essentially, what what that IR, excuse me, uh, IRSE code is is um, it's like a digital footprint, right? Um, and I'll tell you, it, it's pretty much all the information in your embedded in your song, um, it's imprinted on your music. So whenever your music is played somewhere, it's being able to be tracked, right? Um, and so, I'll give you the definition just for the sake uh, of people that may want exactly what that is. So if I go to uh, their website, uh, which is USISRC.org, it means the International Standard Recording Code. It is a internationally recognized identification tool for sound and music video recording. So I hope that, you know, that's, pretty pretty straightforward right it's a code that's embedded into your music and your videos that identify your music wherever it's being played and they'll track it right so that's the reason why i suggest you doing this with a digital um um uh, digital music provider i don't my my tongue it's tied right now i got like a million things going on but um I suggested that because you get these codes for free. They're already included in your deal. Right. And so you get this and it's able to track everything. Now um, the cool thing about DistroKid is it'll track all of your, your music on iTunes, Spotify, those places, SoundCloud. We're talking about something different. We'll get there. Um, But you can also include that whenever you upload a song on SoundCloud, if you go to that advanced tab and, and look at the settings, you can enter the metadata and on that metadata, it'll ask for the IR, um, the isr um c code isrc code and so you'll have that and you can in, in include that information and it'll be able to track it for you as well but um the main ways to get that music tracked so number one you should be looking at your digital um, music distributor right they'll, they'll track all that information for you, you should be getting paid for it if you put everything in correctly the other way that that it'll be looked after is uh, it's a company called sound exchange um now sound exchange tracks a lot of those things for you it'll it'll track when your music is being played on like pandora any um digital radio type format um where and i'll tell you what sound exchange basically does is treat it like a digital radio tracker that's the best way that i can kind of put it so you know how when you play your song when a song is being played on the radio it's You know, for lack of better words, it's kind of played at random. Right. It's not something that you physically go in and press a button to play this song. So, you know, like when you're listening to Apple Music or Tidal, you can go in there and say, like, hey, I want to listen to Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. And I can press play on that song. That's not what Sound Exchange is tracking. Sound Exchange is tracking when you're listening to Pandora and and Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City comes on. Right. That song comes on. It's tracking that because it's coming on at at random it's coming on due to an algorithm and um not because you physically said hey i want to listen to this song it's not that case and, and the reason why it's like that is because people can go around and press play and hit repeat and listen to their song all day right um and so that's the reason why it, it doesn't track that way it's only going to track what comes up on the algorithm base or um you know pretty much your algorithm based because we're looking at digital and honestly, that's the only reason why your music is coming up. So on Pandor, places like Pandora, that's kind of um, playing it at random, even like Spotify when it's played at random when, when things are in shuffle mode. Um, but at the end of the day, it's when music is played at random. Um, it's the best way that I can really explain it to you without going too, too far over your head uh, with anything. So, and once again, I'll, I'll give you all of this information too, um, but Sound Exchange for those that want to know, it's like it's a nonprofit performing rights organization that collects and distributes royalties on behalf of sound recording, uh, copyright owners, and featured artists for non-interactive digital recordings. And so that non-interactive is what I was talking about where you don't interact with the, the digital footprint of the record. Like, you're not making it do anything. It's doing it on its own, right? And so you have these other... Um, Royalty companies and performance rights organizations, um, and so, uh, like, I'm personally I'm with ASCAP, but you have ASCAP, BMI, uh, c and but it's kind of like that, but just for a digital world. So with the other companies, you know, it's tracking certain things as well. Uh, whenever your song is getting played on the radio, when it's getting played in TV and film, uh, when it's getting played, um, in things of that nature or or whenever you're performing your record and this is something that a lot of people may not know every time you perform in 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 a venue that's tracking uh you in a in a um and this is kind of tricky because you have to figure out the venue is tracking it or whatnot but whenever you perform your music so here is for every artist that's listened to this that performed at um den music fest what you should do if you're with the Ask Out, it's called On Stage. So you want to go to On Stage and put in the performance date, which was November 24th, um, and the time when you was doing that, and you'll have to list the venue. The venue was the music room. Well, these venues pay out um, royalties, performance royalties. So um, that's another way to get paid. And it depends on how often you're performing, what songs you're performing, and whether or not your songs have been first been registered with ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC, that's number one. So it's important that every song that you come out with, um, whether it's professionally or not, um, and if it's professionally done, then you're, you're in better shape because it's, contingent on that you have these agreements in place with your producers and uh, the music doesn't have any samples in it and things of that nature or if it does have samples you've cleared those samples with the proper uh, channels and you have the paperwork to prove it and all of that stuff but um, that's a whole nother conversation that we can go into later but uh, when you're talking about ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC that's where that comes from you, you have to have your records registered and when you perform those records you will get paid on them, and it will be you know decent money. Isn't that nothing that is going to probably change your life unless you're performing you know every day at venues that are tracking? But for the most part, you, you'll you'll be able to get paid uh, for these things if you have your records registered. So that's one. Just you know, that's throwing it out there an extra way to get paid. But specifically to answer the question, all of those places like YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify you you should be getting paid if, if you have your music in those places, you should already have a digital um, distributor that should be paying on those things. Uh, like I said, definitely sign up for sound exchange uh, and sound exchange. It is now, I will tell you the truth. It's a lengthy process. It's nothing is, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's going to take some time. I, I'm just going to put it like that. It's nothing that you do overnight and you're going to see it instantly. Like that's not going to happen. You have to, um, put the time in and fill out the applications and then submit your catalog and make sure that your catalog is correct and you constantly have to update it. Um, and and quite honestly, they, they are figuring that system out, but, um, it's just a lot of work has, well, put it like this. There's a lot of necessary work that has to be done on your side that you can't bypass. You really have to do that work and put in that kind of, uh, time to make sure that you're receiving the proper amount. Um, And the proper credit for everything and so having your contracts and your your relationships in place with your producers, which is uh, something that we're going to have to have a a podcast solely for producers, where we have this conversation on how producers are getting paid, and um, how the best way for producers to get paid. I'm going to save that because that's something that's near and dear to my heart. And um, quite honestly, the, the game is shifting. Like it used to be a time, and, and this is before everything really went digital, where producers were the ones that were really making the money. Producers were getting their money up front. Uh, producers were in a position to go out and work on these projects and get all this upfront money and then even get some back end money as well when the projects came out and, and they were recouping and, and they were winning. They're at one point, you know, a the time they were really winning. But now, The area is great. I mean, you have artists that are signing deals that already have records that are picking up steam. And, you know, there's technically nothing in place for the producer and some of the producers get left out. Uh, These things happen all the time, but they're happening a little bit more now because those lines are blurred. Artists are taking their their lives and and careers in their own hands and they're not really focusing on a relationship with a producer. They're finding beats online and they're just recording to them and and while that may be cool from a mixtape perspective, you're killing yourself in the long run because you don't have a relationship with these producers. You're creating these great records. And then when it comes time out, you're you're setting yourself up to be sued. You're setting yourself up for just not doing business the right way. So if you are an artist right now, just listen to me clearly. If you're an artist that just takes beats exclusively offline all day long, at at the bare minimum, Whatever artist you're, you're getting that music from, whether they're on, you know, you find that music off SoundCloud, or you're ripping it from YouTube, reach out to that producer and let them know like, hey, man, I really like this beat. Just want to let you know that I recorded something to it and start the dialogue. And the reason why I say do that is because now you have something in place to where you created some dialogue to where if that record th- turns out to be successful. You've already engaged and you it, it doesn't turn out to be one of those situations where you uh, th- the song is, you know, three million hits. It becomes a hit record. And the producer is like, well, nobody told me about this record. I don't know what's going on. And now they're in the dark and now they're going to feel entitled to what's going on. And now they're setting yourself up uh, for a big, you're, selling, you're setting yourself up for a big lawsuit. So what I say is, if you're pulling beats off YouTube, it's cool. Reach out to the producer and ask for something exclusive. Tell them, like, hey, man, I love your production style. I love everything. you. I've actually recorded like 10 of your beats. I love what you got going on, but I'm putting together a project and I don't want any issues, man. I would love to just work with you exclusively on something. Do you have something that you can send me that's similar to this stuff here that you haven't put up online? And let's build that way. And work out something with that producer. Work out a deal where it's like, hey man, look, 50-50, whatever. You know, everything's negotiable, but what I'm saying is work out something with that producer so now you have exclusive beats and you don't have to worry about putting out music that... 80 other rappers that have the same search engine skills as you have those same beats and you fell in love with those tracks and they belong to 30 other rappers as well. So build relationships over, you know, picking beats offline. Um, That's just, that was extra. I'm sorry. That was extra. And so um, hopefully I told you guys I was moving very quick on this podcast. It was going to be a shorter, podcast we're doing something special and we may you know depending on how tonight turns I may add something on the end of this being honestly uh with you there's something that I'm working on right now that we may be able to add on to but I don't know just yet so if if that doesn't happen it's cool just act like I didn't say anything in the last you know 10 seconds but uh hopefully that answered uh your question um Glenn over at Sandlot Music Group uh so just to kind of recap Number one, if you're putting your music on on, and he he mentioned YouTube first, so I'm assuming that he's probably uploading videos or, or things of that nature first. You need to make sure that you're protecting yourself. So if you go in and um, uh, number one, any song that you put out commercially, you need to make sure that you register with um, ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC. These are performing. Uh, performing rights organizations, pros for short, and you can sign up for those. Some of them are free. Some of them charge a fee. Um, It doesn't matter whichever way you go. I personally use ASCAP for more reasons than one, but I won't get into that because I don't want to be biased, but that's just what I use is ASCAP. Um, But go through that definitely take that extra step register all of your music make sure you have relationships with the producers that you're you're registering this music and make sure that they're getting their proper percentage cut and all of that and really understand and learn about publishing uh that's the most important thing cuz the the undertone to all of this how you're getting paid is is publishing that's really the the undertone uh royalties is is key and and it's all about cataloging honestly when you're old and gray um, if you did enough work, you'll still be making money off of stuff you did 30 years ago um, through publishing. So you definitely should understand that portion first. Make sure that all of these records that you put out commercially are registered um, from from that standpoint. The other thing that you need to do is make sure that you're you're working with a digital um, distributor to put your music out. And if your if your music is on iTunes um the only way that it's getting on iTunes is is going through a digital um, distributor. Uh, whether you have a relationship with that or somebody else you know has a relationship and they put their music, they put they put your music up for you. Um, either way, it's going through a digital distributor. So I, I'm not trying to burst any bubbles or anything like that, and you know I don't want to harm any relationships. But if somebody is taxing you, you know, a hundred and two hundred dollars or whatever that is to to upload your song to these sites. You're getting robbed. I'm just going to go and throw that out there right now. You're getting robbed. You can do it yourself. You can go to DistroKid. You can go to TuneCore. You can go to CD Baby. You can do all of these stuff by yourself. You don't need um, anybody to do that for you. Now, if you, you worked out a deal with a, digi- a digital distributor to do those things and where you're getting some kickbacks and they're taking maybe 10 to 15 percent of your royalties, um mechanical royalties for your for your songs um, but they're including some marketing initi- initiatives or something like that that's a different conversation but i'm telling you right now if somebody is charging you physically charging you, like hey man i can get your music on itunes Spotify, all of those places and they're telling you man give me you know 25 or, or 50 bucks and i'll get your music all you're getting robbed i'm just letting you know because you can do all of that yourself and you can do it for way cheaper than than that number so if that's you this, if this is the only thing that you're hearing from this podcast right now, just know that you're getting robbed and you can do it yourself. Look up DistroKid, look up TuneCore, look up CD Baby, do it yourself, right? Um, so that's that's the, that's number two. Uh, number three, invest in sound exchange. Like I said, the application process is kind of lengthy. You have to really do the the work yourself and get your catalog together and, and get all the the tracking information and the ISRC codes and the UPC codes and all that. You have to go through that step of getting that information, but it will work out for you um eventually, but it is a long process. I will warn you of that. Um but that that's the other thing. So that they they're going to take care of all your digital uh distribution of uh non-interactive um music being played. So like your your Spotify when it's on playing shuffle or your Pandora when it's shuffled, you know, those like iHeart Radio, things of that nature. Uh, that's how uh, your stuff is is getting taken care of. So um, that's it. I, I hope that this was helpful. I, like I said, I know it was a short episode, and uh, some of the information may have been rushed. But um, if you thought it was rushed, or if you have some offline questions that you want to ask, this is the perfect time to text me. So it's look, it's four zero four nine hundred eight, excuse me, two eight seven six. Once again, it's 404-900-2876. You text me or or leave a message, call and leave a message. If you have anything that you felt like, man, I want you to go a little more deeper into this or that, text me and we'll we'll go from there. And I can give you that information offline. But um, that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, That special episode that I told you about, we're still doing it. Um, I just, you know, I got a kid, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. And there's no excuse, but... I'm telling you, um, for anybody that just had a kid, they'll tell you the truth is your your use of time is very precious and um, you have to figure that balance out. Um, No matter what you're doing, I don't care how great you think you might have been with time management. If you want to be an involved parent, you have to really figure out that time. So uh, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm figuring out that time. But I do want to make sure that you guys get in the podcast every week. And this is the one for this week. So thanks again, Glenn, um, over at Sandlot Music uh, for the question. It was a great topic for the day. And uh, like I said, if you have any other questions, feel free to text us 404-900-2876. As always, oh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Um, I, I we need those, we need those. I need you to keep telling people, I need you to keep listening. Go through the whole catalog, man. If you like this episode, press play on the next episode and press play on the one after that, and keep listening. We want that to continue that dialogue. So, uh, the only way we're going to do it is we share these podcasts and tell other people about it. So, look, as always. If you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. I'm Last Name Good of Straight Out the Den. See you guys next week. The Straight Out the Den podcast is powered by the Indie Creative Network.